I'm Hemant Matzo. And I'm Jessica Blumke. And you're listening to the podcast for FriendlyAtheist.com. We're brought today by Be Secular. Be free to love. Be able to choose. Be accepted no matter your race, gender, sexual orientation, or belief system. Be Secular. Be Secular merchandise allows you to display your support for equality and the separation of church and state, while also donating up to 50% of the profit from your purchase to nonprofits, groups, and artists that support those same values. Go to www.besecular.com. Pick your item and then choose who you want to get the donation from your sale. Listeners of this podcast will get a 10% discount if they use the promo code FRIENDLY. Make a statement. Be you. Be secular. A couple of weeks ago, Jessica had an idea that we should both go see the Nicolas Cage version of Left Behind. I regret everything. Because she's full of great ideas. (laughs) And so we went to go watch the movie separately. Mm -hmm. We have not talked about it since we have seen the movie. And now both of us are ready to talk uh, to talking about it in a way that we haven't been able to because there was no one else around in the theaters to, watch, yeah. to talk about it with. So to so. start, I thought this would be a great idea. Like, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to have, like, a fun. It's going to be, like, an awesomely bad movie. And I'm so sorry I suggested that. Like, yeah, I'm holding this against you forever. Well, because it wasn't, it wasn't a fun bad movie. It yeah. wasn't like a, like a point break kind of, like, campy. <laughs> I don't know if that was a good example. But yeah. it was... It was sincerely bad, having nothing to do with its religious overtones. Well, and this is the biggest issue I had with the entire movie, which is that I went into it thinking it was going to be like the Christian version of Left Behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, if you're not familiar with the book series, oh, yeah, we <laughs> Left Behind basically says at some point in the future, in an instant, mm-hmm. all the believers, the true believers, are going to get raptured into heaven mm-hmm. and all the rest of us are going to be left behind for, I think, like right. seven years of trials and tribulations oh, and everything sucks. Um, And the bulk of the book series is about what happens after everyone goes up to heaven and all the hell that breaks loose on Earth. The movie was about that, you know, here's a little bit before everyone leaves and And then then everyone does disappear and Uh we're all left to figure out what happens. I thought that was going to be a religious movie in the same vein as like a Kirk Cameron movie, like God's Not Dead. And it totally wasn't. It wasn't. And I like let's give like a brief overview of kind of what the movie is about. I guess spoilers. I don't feel like that's yeah. A thing we're gonna I need have to spoilers say. because you know you're not gonna watch this movie. And don't don't do so. it. It's save yourself the pain. So um, just we'll we'll tell you everything. So the overarching story is we follow our heroine Chloe. I, think I don't even remember her name anymore. <laughs> she was the girl. blonde girl. Yes. Um, and so she's a secular-ish college student. She has a dad, Nicolas Cage, who... I don't know his name either in the movie. It, it, it's just Nicolas Cage in the movie. No, it was Steele. Something... Ray Steele. Ray Steele. Ray Steele. Because that's a Ugh. Christian name and not a porn name at all. I don't know all. what to do with that. So, <laughs> so Ray Steele may or may not be cheating on the mom who recently found Jesus and everybody kind of is generally annoyed by her. The most realistic part of the movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then... So, Ray is a pilot, so he's flying a plane, Chloe's in a mall with her little brother, and the mom's at home, the rapture happens, and, like, all hell breaks loose. Right. People lose their fucking minds. And you would hope, and this is what I was sincerely hoping for, because I wanted it to be a Christian movie so I could kind of hate watch it. Yeah. 
But really, the whole movie is about can Nicolas Cage land, land this plane. plane because his co-pilot got raptured oh, and so... a bunch of people on the plane disappeared and no one knows what's going on because apparently all the satellites got raptured too. So you can't... <laughs> You like, he couldn't get a hold that. of anybody. And every air traffic controller turns out to be Christian because they're all gone, they're too. all gone. So can Nicolas Cage land a plane like, with no help from people on the ground? That was what the movie was about. They were on their way to London. They had to turn around and come back, I guess. Yeah. They hit another plane because everybody They almost raptured, hit another plane because that pilot was gone. And they just grazed gone. it. Yeah. And they, like, are losing fuel out of their wings. So it's like, oh, they're going to run out of fuel. Right. They don't have room. I, I heard someone describe hard. it as, like, oh, this is just kind Con Air with, like, a dose of religion or something. Ugh, Con Air with not nearly as good <laughs> Nicolas Cage hair. So, um... But, yeah, that was the bulk of the movie. And all the characters, I mean, you were, could put them into a bunch of categories as stereotypes. Oh, my God. They were either the, the annoying Christian, The angry little person. I, what the, the hell was that? Who... Yeah, it was like a token character to put on the so, plane. You had a token Muslim to right. put on the plane. So the the focus of the plane travel was like the first class cabin. So there was a woman and her dog. And so all the kids disappeared. That's all the like kids, yeah, thing. all the kids are true believers so automatically. Gone, yeah. I guess. Which, so I, yeah. I, I thought kids were born in sin. Because there's the whole scene where she goes into the into the hospital, into, like, the newborn section. She's just wandering around this goddamn hospital. Nobody's saying anything to her. And then the scary woman. Anyway, the kids all disappeared, yes. which I apparently don't understand Christianity the way I thought I did because I thought kids were born in original sin until they are baptized. But I guess if they haven't had a choice to reject God, maybe they're saved and that's why... They're up there. But yeah, you had a mother in first class whose daughter disappeared. Daughter disappeared. And Jordan said, Sparks. Jordan Sparks. Jordan Sparks. Who is in the worst possible role for Jordan Sparks. Oh, bless her little heart. She <laughs> was yeah, acting her heart out. She was. And uh, she was mad because her daughter disappeared. And she was like, it and must be a... my ex-husband or my husband. I don't remember which and one. And she pulled out a gun. She pulled out a gun, which she got through the airport somehow. I, I try to get a paper clip through, and that's not going to happen. I'm baffled by that. But but my favorite, I don't know why. Like, there is this, there is a little person. I recognize him from somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. He was yelling at everybody all the, like. He was just an angry person on the plane so whose angry. entire role in the movie. Was to be angry. Was to be angry. It and you had a Muslim upsetting. who I was cringing, like, oh, what are yeah. they going to do with? He was actually the same guy throughout, just yeah. saying, let's all pray together. Right. Who cares to, that we believe in different faiths? Right. But even. They tried to put him in conflict with different people on the plane for no reason. He yelled at a child. Yeah. <laughs> he he was like standing on the arm of his uh, arm of his seat to get to the overhead bin. Yeah. Somebody offered to help him. He lost his shit on that yeah. guy. And then he looks at this six year old girl who's l- looking at him, and he yelled at her. Yelled at her. And, yeah. I couldn't deal There's, with him. So there, you had just all these stock characters, right. but there was no real reason. I mean, no. people weren't panicking in that sense. They were just angry at each other. At, but They're not is, screaming their li- eyes out or anything I like think that. my main problem with this movie, and there are many, <laughs> but my main By the way, the movie is, has a 2% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That's Only one person gave it a positive review, and she's like the movie reviewer for this small town podunk oh, uh, little place. Oh. And she's like, like, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It's like, oh, you're oh, adorable. Apparently, I saw an IMDb. I don't yeah. have it pulled up in front of me, but the guys who read the original authors yeah. saw the book and they said it is the best portrayal of the rapture they've ever seen. So <laughs> I'm sure it that. all goes back Standards to lining their pockets because people are going to buy the books. Right. But, but, but uh, oh, what I was going to say about my, my uh, least favorite part, 
there is a lot of strangers interacting with each other, mm-hmm. even before the rapture happened. Just yeah. a lot of like people walking up to other people in the airport and yelling at them, or like yeah. people talking to each other on the plane. I do not talk to other people in public. I certainly <laughs> don't talk to people on planes. Yeah, there was a lot of unrealistic settings right. here. I actually remember the some of these. The writing was akin to a six-year-old. Yeah. It was not good. <laughs> there were airport workers, uh, like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, not Nicolas Cage, but the one of the main male characters who was an investigative reporter. Oh, God. He didn't He board. said that 14 times. I'm an investigative <laughs> journalist. He's like Anderson Cooper on the plane. That's yeah. his role in the movie. Ugh. He didn't board the plane in time. And the air flight, the the people who were like saying, sir, you have to board now. Yeah. So polite to him. She came up to him. I'm, I'm sorry, sir. We really need to get in the board. Like, that no, that doesn't happen leave. in real life. Ugh. There was a guy who walked right into the cockpit because 9-11 never happened. Nope. So they just let him right in. Um, there were kids behaving on the plane. Mm. Like that doesn't mm. happen either. Like, And it was hard to watch the movie with your eyes rolled that far back. Right. So... So I think one of my favorite things is watching Nicolas Cage piece together what he thinks happened. And the weird thing to me is he kept saying, like, my wife has told me about this. My wife is like, you didn't hear about what the rapture is from your wife. Like, you know (laughs) what the rapture is. You are human in the world. But so his co-pilot disappears. And then his uh, one of the flight attendant ladies disappeared as well. So they're trying to piece it together. And so he's like... There was a movie called Identity a few years ago with John Cusack. And the whole premise of the movie is... I forgot if people were dying, but they, they're all Yeah, in they're this, getting murdered one by one. They're getting murdered, but they all realize we probably have something in common. Oh. And that was what I was thinking here. Like, these people got raptured. These yeah. people didn't. What do the raptured people have in common? Because they're up in the plane. They have mm-hmm. no contact with mm-hmm. the ground. They don't know the chaos happening on Earth. So right. they're trying to figure out what happened. And yeah, Nicolas Cage is like, oh, Nicolas this Cage sounds is going to do like some detective work. Yes. And so he's like going through his co-pilot. Because every oh, I'm sorry. We did not discuss the manner in which people were raptured. Because it's the, oh. it's, <laughs> they just disappear and all their clothes and stuff is left. Yeah, you rapture naked. Right. So your clothes are left behind on the ground. Not anyone's underwear, I noticed, which I know is a dumb thing for me to (laughs) notice, but... You well, know. you have to have your underwear for the rapture, just in case oh. of emergencies. <laughs> so so he's pawing through his co-pilot stuff, which apparently, if you are a true believer, you have to have something on your person that, that proves it. That says, I'm a Christian. Right. So he's yeah. like going through the guy's wallet, and then he finally looks at his watch, and it has, not engraved on the back, not on the The co-pilot's band, watch. The co-pilot's yeah. watch. Not engraved on, like... It's almost like a little sticker on it that just says John 316, like on the face of the watch, which was very silly looking. Which is also unrealistic because who wears a watch? Nobody wears a watch. No one wears a watch. It's 2014. But, and then, so he says to his, like, the sexy blonde co-pilot, who actually I thought was pretty good. She was not bad in the movie, right. And and she was the supposed mistress. Well, she was the mistress, but they hadn't actually done done anything. anything. Um, but yeah, she was a character who yeah. obviously got left behind. Right, because she wore red lipstick, and we all know That's what that That's how means. we knew that was, she was going to be a yeah. bad character. So she runs and gets her, uh, the other stewardess's stuff, and it was the best part of the entire movie, because he says, go grab her bag, go get whatever you can Because we got to find her Christian proof that right. she is a Christian somehow. So best part of the entire movie was when the stewardess runs into the cockpit and he's like, just dump it out. And instead of dumping it on the empty <laughs> chair, 
she dumps it all over. Sorry, I hit the microphone. All I'm over so the excited control about this. All panel. over the control panel. And I was like, what the? And so she and he like opens it up and like one page, just the entire. It's like a date book. Yeah. The entire date, Bible study, all caps, seven underlined. Which is how so, I write my Bible studies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Here's another thing that okay. it makes the movie completely unrealistic. If half the well, not half the if random people around you just flat out disappeared. Uh huh. I would be swearing left and right. There was not, there were no swears in the movie. It was rated like PG thirteen. I don't understand how it got a PG thirteen rating. Nothing happened. Yeah, I know. Well, she put on red lipstick. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, spe- no. I think yeah, I looked it up because I was very yeah. befuddled by this by this rating. Which, I, in my theories, that's why it didn't do very well. Is because people wanted to bring their kids to this. They're not going to bring their kids to PG thirteen. Red lipstick B- can't do it. Red lipstick. Yeah. But so there's one. On a flight to London, there was one British person on the flight, and it's this blonde woman who wears sunglasses the whole time. Oh, yeah. And so she, it is revealed, she goes into the the bathroom, and she looks at herself in the mirror, and she's like, it's just a bad trip. It's going to end soon. And then she pulls out a packet of what I presume is Coke. Yeah. I don't know. Some drug. But A... I have many problems with this. A, I don't think anybody who does coke calls it tripping. That's like hallucinogens. <laughs> For some reason, that really stuck out to me. And B, if she's talking about how I'm having a bad trip, why is she going to do more coke? Three, <laughs> she gets out into the back into her seat and what's his name? The uh, Buck Buck Rogers of the 21st century. What's his <laughs> the uh, um, main investigative the main, reporter? Yeah, dude. Who, the Kirk Cameron's character. I, for, I don't remember anyway. his name either. But he goes to talk to her. <laughs> And she, her sleeves are pushed up, and she's got, like, a needle injection. Maybe I don't understand drugs. I have never done, like, anything that you inject in your yeah. body. But I don't know why, like, you have Coke and then also have, Right, where's like, the needle? It's not like she brought that. She's going to Because she couldn't something. get that shit know. on a plane. Although, right. if you can get a gun on a plane Yeah, I mean, they, just security was very lax. It was. <laughs> Somebody was not doing overall. their job. Um, God, this movie. I don't even know. What else did I write down? <laughs> there was one point in the movie where Chloe, Nicolas Cage's daughter's character. Oh, she was um, acting her little heart out. She was trying to figure out what happened because everyone around her disappeared mm-hmm. too. Um, her little brother disappeared. Her little brother disappeared. But As at one point, home. she climbs up like the Golden <laughs> Gate Bridge. And I thought for a second, she's not going to jump. That's not where this is going. And no, she, what she was doing, she got up there. She was about to jump for no reason that I could figure out. Well, I don't know why. She was on a bridge already. She didn't need to climb to the top of the bridge. Yeah. Like, it was a plenty tall bridge And for her as purposes. she's up there, guess what happens? The satellite stop starts working and because, the phone rings. She finally gets to reach Nicolas Cage. Well, because... Buck, when I wrote it down, Buck something has a satellite phone. Because, yeah, no, they had names. Because she said, that's not even important. Buck, (laughs) Buck Williams, Buck Williams. But his real name is Cameron Williams. Mm -hmm. But she said to her, like, she met him in an airport. That's not important. It's all all fucking dumb. (laughs) But Buck has a satellite phone. And he keeps, like, pulling out these stupid tools. And everyone's like, why do you have that? And he just keeps saying, like, I'm an investigative journalist. Right. And so he has a camera with him, and he also has a satellite phone. Yeah. Which, I don't know, is that a real thing that works um, on planes? I mean, it's a pretty fancy phone. I mean, most investigative journalists probably have iPhones yeah. or something. <laughs> but he had a very fancy... A very fancy phone that he could yeah. make calls. And he had met Chloe, our heroine... In the airport. For like 15 minutes. Yep. And is obsessed with her. Oh, She's yeah. a 
college student, <laughs> and he is a professional journalist. Dude, like, f- get, gross. <laughs> gross. Um, but yeah, so he she called. had her number. Had her number. She had his number. Uh, I don't even know what to do with it. Yeah. They, they um, finally got in touch, and that's why she didn't jump off the bridge. But mm-hmm. I think there was a moment when it's like, she's a little closer to heaven, but she's not quite uh, raptured like the rest of them. Yeah. Which was awesome. Um, that I think that's the biggest thing. The rapture wasn't the point of the movie. It was a plot device to yeah. just give them something to do while Nicolas Cage can yeah. try to land a plane. No, I do think that's why I'm so disappointed in this movie. And it has nothing to do with whether or not it's like it's clearly meant to be religious but it just wasn't a good movie yeah it wasn't and a good movie on religious so... terms on religious terms christianity today i believe published a review of the movie that uh-huh. said well it wasn't even a religious movie and like no. we're saying it was just a bad movie it was just and bad they movie. got backlash about that review like how dare christianity you ne- today? yeah why because do you they... negatively review a christian film they had mm-hmm. to issue a follow up where they said we're not apologizing for it. We want to explain where we're coming from because all of you are crazy is essentially the tone I got from mm-hmm. that follow-up piece. Oh, you know, but even my... Christians didn't like this movie is what I'm it getting was a, at. It was an objectively was bad movie. Objectively an objectively bad movie. Bad movie. Um, Which makes me wonder, did they like the Kirk Cameron version better? I don't know. And it, it would be she... scary to say that Kirk Cameron's version of any movie she... is better than the Nicolas Cage secularized Heaven. version of it. Should we watch... No, her camera. No, Come on, no. it'll be so bad, no. but it'll be like good bad. <laughs> no. um, but I don't. I forgot about this. I wrote it down because it was literally the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So at some point, the Muslim guy who is designated by his slightly darker skin tone, yes, and his hat, yes, his headgear, his head. I don't know. Is there a name for that? Um, that I kind forgot of what the name. It's of like it a white sort of knit ish. But yeah, it was clear Ugh. that this was like. If you sure. have to portray a Muslim and yeah, you don't yeah. want to just say he's the brown guy, you got to give him <laughs> something to work off of. So they gave him like the Muslim prayer hat. Yeah. But I forgot what it's called. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Um, but so he stands up and sort of is trying to – and he seems like a reasonable yeah, enough character. Yeah, he was fine. And he said something to the effect of, you know, I think this is the time we all need to pray. Yeah. And the little person – Yeah stands up and, like, starts marching towards him and goes, you're God or mine? And he was like... Because that's really the oh. time for theological discussion when the plane's going down. And he's, so the Muslim guy is like, oh, God, whatever, yeah. whatever he says. And then the little person gives the, like, I'm watching you thing from... <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I it's do like remember Because the, the, the four of us in the theater were laughing at the gesture of I'm watching you. Like, are you making a threat on the plane? <laughs> It's is this your concern? A, Are you concerned yeah, about the, the Muslim thing. guy? It's a very serious movie about the rapture, supposedly. It's a very serious movie about the plane going down. Uh-huh. But you had, like, someone came up with the idea that we need someone on the plane who will give us a little bit of humor, who will be that comic relief on the plane, and it was just unnecessary. It was... <clears throat> Their attempts at humor were just girl? like... No. Was it what? Was it comic relief? I just I, thought. I think that's what they were trying to do with the character, but it was just, this isn't happening. This would not happen. I know it's a movie, it's not supposed to be realistic, no. but this is really not the place to like inject humor into the plot. No. Well, here's what I think was an interesting aspect that, so th- there was a lot of kind of theological talk in, in like the first act of the movie, just yeah. when a lot between. Um, the daughter and her mother, right, and things, and and she got mad at her mother really quickly really when they fast. began discussing religion. The really. mom was just like, "I just want to talk to you about this," mm-hmm. and she's like, "No, how yeah. dare you!" I mean, it was a you, dude. We 
weren't painted well. Yeah. Or secular. But I mean, I wasn't that being s- by that. that being said, really, there's a lot of arguments for secularism in the movie. Like if they did a whole bit about um, there was fl- uh, floods in in Asia and a woman lost four or five kids or seven of her eight kids had was left with the one six-week-old Yeah, kid. basically uh, the argument they were making is that why would you want to believe in a God who right. does all of these horrible right. things? And the woman who had her one kid fell to her knees, thanked God, and then... God responded by... Well, no, it wasn't even that. They tried to get her out, and she said, no, God is protecting me, and then the woman died. There's this old joke... Uh, where this guy is stranded on a roof oh, yeah. during his flood. He's like, God will provide. I don't need the lifeboat to go right. away. They send another lifeboat. No, I don't need it. God will provide. And then he the dies. guy drowns. He goes to heaven. He's like, God, why didn't you save me? I gave you all these lifeboats. Right. Why didn't you go on them? Right. It was essentially that argument. Yes, that's exactly right. But like that was n- never thoroughly. Well, they didn't I mean, go into that. That would have been interesting. That would have been an interesting that. talk. But they just said that, and like they kept making all these arguments about like why would a fr- why would a good God do this without and actually ever answering made it. Made <laughs> an interest. Yeah, nobody ever responded yeah, to even it. Even for a and Christian all- movie, wouldn't they respond to that sort of argument? Right? Like, well, God works in mysterious ways. I mean, they didn't really even get to that. I mean, certainly God was quote unquote proved to be real because the rapture happened, so right. it was real. So it wasn't even about proving that God is good. It just like God exists yeah. and. Fuck you guys. Like, <laughs> sorry. Here's the most compelling character for me in the movie. And it wasn't about his acting or anything. But at one point, uh, Chloe, that blonde character, mm-hmm. she goes to her church. Um, and there is oh, a yeah. uh, the pastor of the church is mm-hmm. still there, which uh-huh. right off the bat, I'm like, wait a minute. Why is the pastor still there? This is going to be good. Pedophile stuff. <laughs> well, she's like, wait a minute. Why are you here? And he gives a short speech basically about saying, yeah, I said these things over the years. I never actually believed them, which is awesome. Like, that's a cool character, really cool scene. We've got a group he can talk to. Yeah, right? (laughs) Send him to the clergy project. Um, I would have loved to see an extension of that scene. Follow that guy. Follow that guy. That guy's way more interesting than Nicolas Cage. So, um, by far, and I've said favorite a lot, um, but just every part was the best part. Um, <laughs> my favorite was the kid, the little brother, yeah, who I was baffled by because I, th- I talked to my fiance about this for at, at length after we saw this movie together, yeah. and you went with your wife. I did. We, I think we just talked about divorce papers as we were leaving. It was, <laughs> he was not thrilled with it. He made me buy the ticket. He was too embarrassed to <laughs> to buy the ticket himself, but. Um, so, like, the kid was wearing a comically oversized hat right. and a comically oversized shirt. Because and, like, if you have to paint a stereotypical picture of a little kid brother, mm-hmm. that's what you would do. Well, and I, I think he was just cast too old and they were trying to age him down. Because at one point he, like, he runs, she gets she gets home and he runs and, like, jumps into her arms. Which is something a four-year-old would do. Right, but he's... 10? Yeah, or something like that. Like, was, did, you know that thing that kids do when he, like, kind of jumped on her and then sort of, like, wrapped his legs around her legs? It was just this awkward, like, kid, you're too old. Stay on the ground. Yeah. And And, and I don't understand why it happened, but I was baffled by it. And, like, the way he talked, because right before he got raptured, he said something about, like, the sister was saying, like, dad was telling me that you're the best baseball player in the whole world. And you know what? He was right. Yeah, and like which he is hugs something her you say to a four-year-old. To a again. four-year-old. Yeah. I don't. I was very confused by that. I don't. <laughs> well, if we want to talk about miscasting all the roles, all of the roles, <laughs> all of them, all of them were yeah. awful. By the way, uh, you said the 
the trailer for the movie. I yes. saw a, when the trailers played. Oh yeah. I got to see Kirk Cameron's trailer for his upcoming Christmas we're movie. We're a hundred percent doing that. Which movie. we are so not doing. That. Yes. Oh, it's <laughs> look how much fun we're having. Oh yeah. Well, this is fun, but uh, it's not worth the the tickets slash two hours of my life. No, it really is. I more have f- to now convince my wife we're not wasting. <laughs> <laughs> it really is more fun in theory. And like by forty five minutes into the movie, I was like, "What did I get myself into?" I, yeah. At one point, I was just tempted to. Uh, I wanted to leave, but I'm like. Kevin. I can't leave. We're I want to know where journalists. this is. I know. I want to <laughs> know where this is going. Maybe it'll turn out to be like the room, but it it didn't get to that. It, no, it no, wasn't. It's not a good bad. movie. It wasn't movie. a good bad movie. Yeah. But the ending was goddamn absurd. <laughs> so so the problem was they're flying back to New York and there's no nowhere uh, to land. Nowhere. They don't know where to land because there are no air traffic controllers. So he's finally got a hold of his daughter, who runs down. So runs off the bridge. Finds a motorcycle that she knows how to ride. Well, because the motorcyclist has been raptured. Motorcycle's been raptured. Sure. She did not take the helmet. Oh, yeah, no. That is bad sense. Yeah. But she knows how to ride this motorcycle. Everyone knows. Because who among us does not know how to ride a motorcycle? (laughs) So she rides that. She finds a a construction site. So she's like, I'm going to clear out this construction site because they need a mile of runway. And then she also knows how to drive a bulldozer. Yeah, she found a bulldozer Mm -hmm. and a tractor or whatever. And basically. Yeah, got in this vehicle and just started clearing a miles, almost a miles worth of space by just like like a snowplow. Yeah, just I'm gonna move but, everything. But out with my construction way. equipment, <laughs> very large. Con- that she was just like in a, in a shitty old truck. Yeah, just just moving and out of the way. And yep. then they need the light. I don't know how she. It was. Just... Um, she started an explosion basically, an explosion. and that's how they knew. Oh, there's the light. There's where we can land. It's just that easy. And he used a GPS, like a, like like Google Maps. He used Google Maps <laughs> to land that phone. Yes, he did. He found the like uh, the compass points and stuff. The I, I just... <laughs> my favorite part is my favorite part too. Yeah, <laughs> every part is my favorite, right? Um, I forgot at that point that this was a Christian movie, even in theory. Yeah, yeah. But the way they reminded us it was a Christian movie oh. is as after Nicolas Cage magically lands this plane inches away from a flammable truck. And then they throw the little person down the... The chute, the, the chute, escape chute. Which Mikey, my fiancé, lost his damn mind <laughs> at that point. Because it was just the end of... It was, it was, it like, was an absurdity it was like, to, on top of other It was like absurdity. PTSD manifesting itself yeah. in strange ways. <laughs> well, after the movie ends they land they're out there they embrace because nicholas cage sees his sees his daughter uh-huh. and at that point they're like well everyone's been raptured i guess we gotta live here on earth now and they're like well apparently according to the bible it's seven years of hell basically which none of whom have ever read the bible yeah, but they're none of all these people. pretty they're pretty well-versed. knowledgeable about it but then they're like Basically, oh, well, I, I guess that starts now. And then they... Cue Bible verse that appears over the screen. But they do a long pullout of the three of them standing, like, holding in hands. a straight line, holding hands yes. as, like, the flames and the... F- <laughs> it was... It was... It's ju- like the beginning <sighs> of Armageddon, but we're not going to get to that part or something. Yeah. I don't <laughs> but know. Yeah, but yeah, and then the Bible the verse the goes Bible across verse. the screen... And it's like, oh, right, this was supposed to be a Christian movie. Yeah, right, yeah. I forgot all about that. And at the very beginning of the movie, too, just to show that they're a Christian movie, mm-hmm. the investigative journalist is at the airport. Reporters recognize him. Uh-huh. And a random lady runs up to him to basically say, do you believe in the Bible? She's proselytizing to him at the airport. And he's basically politely saying, like, I don't, I don't really believe in this stuff. 
And it's like, oh, right, you need a crazy proselytizer at the beginning right. to show that this is a Christian movie. Yeah, but there, and that's and kind of the And she didn't even look thing. like it wasn't portraying no, Christians in a good way. she looked nuts. She looked nuts. But I don't understand why anybody would have – like, I, he's portrayed as like an Anderson Cooper right. type, I guess. Like, sort of a young, handsome – Everyone knows who this guy very is. Very well-known well journalist. Known, yeah. um, but – He's, it's never established that he does anything with religion. There's no reason, like, a stranger would see him and be like, what do you think about the Bible? Like, yeah, it's not like he's made anti-religious statements right. before. She just randomly comes up to him. Yeah. Because this is a Christian movie and that's how the world works. And that's the world they live in. Yeah. I don't know. Did so we know? give this movie four stars. Four stars. Two thumbs up. Absolutely. Go see it. Bring your family. Bring your family. Something. Don't worry, um, you can fit all of them in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I went to a noon show on a sun on a Sunday yeah. in in St. Charles, Illinois, because I it wasn't playing anywhere in Chicago. I I text Hammond to be like, let's go see this movie, and he was like, fuck you, and I was like, no no no, we're gonna do it. It's gonna be great. Yeah. And then literally we couldn't find any show times. I thought because they this movie <laughs> it's limited bombed. Uh, yeah, this movie's not doing as well. Bombed. God's not dead. Made sixty million dollars. Left see. Behind with Nicolas Cage did not make anywhere near that. I don't know if they got their budget money back. Uh huh. I wouldn't. Promise we should have done research before this, huh? Eh, no. Eh. Yeah. If we haven't, I... st- why start now? <laughs> <laughs> and I, did you see God Is Not Dead? Um, I've seen too many clips of it. I haven't seen the whole thing at once. Should we do that one next? No. Have it. <laughs> God's okay. Not Dead 2 is coming out next year, so... Electric we'll, we'll Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. Um, we'll get to do also, that soon. Also, before we let everybody get on with their lives, there was a great moment that the kid, the the 15-year-old kid playing a 6-year-old, <laughs> said said something to the effect of, like, Dad said somebody's washing Mom's brain. I'm like, kid, you're 12. You know what brainwashing <laughs> you know is. is. Stop it. Yep. It was so distracting <laughs> and troubling. He was try- They were trying to make him be like the kid from Jerry Maguire. Yes. That's what they were trying to. He went through puberty already. <laughs> it's, it's not okay anymore to do those it's things that were It's not adorable. Right. I don't know what to do with this. Um, I don't know. So it go was... see the movie. Don't do it. And uh... I'm so sad it wasn't like great, campy. Although... Nicolas Cage's wig at the end was amazing. <laughs> it was re- like I think he got a new one for it. It was really congratulations, like, Nicholas. Especially Cage. big. It was great. Um, don't go see this movie, guys. I'm sorry that I made you do this, Heaven. It was amazing. May- Holding this against you it for may such be a long time. A failed experiment on my part. <laughs> but look, how we're, we're laughing. We're enjoying each other's company. This is great. Yes. So um, <laughs> there are so many ways to enjoy a movie and talk about it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> This is so not one of them. Yeah. We'll go we'll go we'll go see a Kirk Cameron movie next because that's at least we Yay. know that one's gonna be a crazy bad Yeah, movie. that's gonna be nuts. Let's let's end on that note. All right. If any uh, of you saw the movie, um we'd love to hear what you thought about it. Please Leave do. those uh messages on the website uh yeah. in the comments section because uh we read those. We do. And uh yeah. Okay. There you go. Sorry if anybody watched this to listen to this podcast, that was the wrong decision. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast for FriendlyAtheist.com. 
This episode was taped at Cinnamon Sound Studios in Aurora, Illinois, and the music was written and performed by Brad Chagdis. If you like what you're hearing, please consider making a contribution at patreon.com slash hemant. That's He-Man T. We appreciate your support. I'm Hemant Mehta. And I'm Jessica Blumke. We hope you'll join us next time. <laughs>